0: Good evening, y'all. <laughs> Welcome to the Black Girl That could Podcast. Ooh, it's been a crazy day, y'all. It's 4.37. The podcast gotta be up by 30. I've been bullshitting. I ain't even been bullshitting. I've been being a mom, and today has been crazy. I told this girl when she got up, she was cleaning the room, and um, she decided she wasn't. So, yeah, I had to get real ugly with her. But, Auntie Hugh. All right, I'm going to start off um, with a little inspirational quote and stuff um, by Maya Angelou. It's something that was um, a quote that always, I've always, it's always stuck out to me because it, it plays a bit rolling into how I move. And um, she said, I've learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did. But people will never forget how you made them feel. And that was by Maya Angelou. And that is FATS. Facts, 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 facts. Because that's how I am. I, 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 mean, I just remember how people make me feel, and and then I move accordingly. So you hurt me, which a lot of people tend to do. A lot of experiences, people. I feel like people hurt me. I've been on the end of that, and I will always remember that. It don't even matter what you did at this point. It, 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 it's just how you made me feel. I don't even like that. So now that's how I'm gonna carry it. And I shouldn't. I gotta learn to forgive. But that's a journey and a path that I'm on as well. So, um, I did say we were going to be talking about my background, taking it back to the beginning, childhood, everything like that. I was not able to get that friend, but I would try to have her um, on Friday. It was just too short notice. Um, So, we're going to be talking about my background, my experiences and things and how that has affected me and how people have done things and how it made me feel and now the way I feel is kind of stuck with me and it it kind of sticks with us all when someone hurts you or makes you feel some type of way so um my mom and my dad so I don't I didn't know who my dad was for a long time um but I never really questioned you know Stanley Stanley is my stepfather but he was my dad he's the only dad I've known since I was one however I I just you know always had that kind of you know I never had to question it but I knew he wasn't my dad like I didn't know that um and my mom my mom Yolanda um so uh Stanley he was a construction worker and my mom Yolanda she was a stay-at-home mom um she also was a drug abuser and um that was something that we dealt with in our household uh, we had a blended family so i have brothers i have like four brothers and a stepsister and it's me so we were a blended family but um it was just me as far as the only girl in the household my stepsister lived with her mother um and it was the four boys and my mom had stanley and my mom had um one son together my mom already had me and my oldest brother and then stanley had two sons and then they had another so that's how that went um and i love my family like it was great it was great growing up with my brothers and everything like that but you know we also had bad times we it was times you know um where we probably couldn't afford certain things um but we never went without anything and you know things like that we didn't really know that as kids you know we always lived a good life we never lived in a project we never really lived in the hood but um regardless of that you know we we dealt with listening to them argue we dealt with watching my mom um do drug abuse my mom um would do a lot of scamming and stealing um not really scam yeah 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 i would i wouldn't say like scamming scamming but like I would consider it scamming people because she would do this whole operation and stuff called OPM, which is other people's money. And she would have us in the car. um, And my brothers had asthma and stuff like that. So she would ask people for money for all my kids need asthma medicine or I need diapers or something like that. And they would give her money. And so that was the first thing I, I, you know, the first like, yeah, it's scamming. I felt like it was scamming. It wasn't true. She you know, she she didn't need that money. She just needed to feed her habit. And so it, it was scamming, it was it was untruthful. It was as a kid, you know that it's wrong. And so <clears throat> how did I mean she knew it was wrong as well, but you know, at that time I guess drugs just took over and and you really can't think for yourself that is is the drugs making you do things. Um, you know, I really don't know what caused her to, to go down that path. But um, the the biggest thing I, I from that situation is that I, I felt like not loved. Always growing up, just I don't know if a lot of kids from parents who abuse drugs feel that way, but you feel not loved because it's like I remember times asking my mom like, um, just do it for us, your kids and stuff like that, and it's just like, how can you let this drug beat you? How you don't care about your kids enough to get off of it and so you don't feel loved. And I don't care what nobody says. It's, it's like they're choosing a drug over you. And in reality, they do. As many a times she has chosen, I've seen it with Sean Suat, she's chosen a drug over me. So that that's a bit feeling. The not feeling love. Not feeling love cause you to look for love, and I was never the one that was fast growing up, so I didn't really look for love, like, at 13, 12, but when it was time to get out the house, I... like i said i was married at 18 i just jumped to the first person that i felt loved me and cared about me and then that relationship didn't work because i was looking for love i honestly know to this day i was just looking for love in search of something i felt i never had i do feel like stanley loved me of course i know he loved me i don't feel like i know he loved me um my dad loved me um but he was a manly man, like he was the man of man's like he didn't go to hospital, stuff like that. He rarely said, "I love you um and I it was it's like no memorable times, honestly in my head, maybe like twice I remember him saying it personally on a personal level, saying, "I love y'all or something like that. but it's not many times, and I think I don't know, I mean, he didn't know that you you gotta sometimes you gotta say it. Even though he always showed it, but we kids and we don't know that. I mean, I knew because I was always mature, but um, around, you know, like maybe around like 9, 10, I realized how, how hard my dad worked. And I always had that like around 11, 12, I wanted to work too. I wanted to start my own business. So I was doing hair and stuff out of my room and they allowed me to. So, you know, it was around then where I seen his hustle. But before then, you know, you kids, you don't really understand how your parents are going to work every day. And it's it's not for them. I mean, it is for them, but they had y'all. And, you know, they have to do their job as parents and take care of you. And so they're busting their ass to take care of you. And, and that's what he was doing. And so, you know, but you also have to say it. And he rarely said it. Um, <clears throat> so... I don't know. I just kind of not felt... I don't know. I just didn't feel loved growing up. I, I just didn't feel loved. And, and you know, I still kind of struggle with that to this day. I question people who say they love me. Like, in every relationship, like, I, I don't believe that shit. Like, I don't. I question it. Um, With all relationships, I, I just believe, you know, I don't know. And especially if you don't say it, like you got especially if you don't say it i just always tend if you don't say it, even though you done showed me a hundred times it's just like i don't know it's it's something that gotta be said just like i feel like you gotta apologize and and stuff like that It's certain things i feel like you just have to it has to be said especially while we're here living like and that's what i i feel bad about um because when my dad did pass, I, I was trying to call him right before. And my mom was like, he can't talk right now. He can't talk right now. And I was just like, why? And that is the whole sole reason I wanted to talk to him. is because I just wanted to say, I love you. And I wanted to hear him say that. Because I really don't have too many experiences the way he said it. And I, I can remember. Uh, highly, I, I want to say I doubt that he, he he never said it. But I don't remember. And so I wanted to. To say, I just wanted to be said, like, um, and we didn't get that opportunity, and I regret it. I wish, you know, I was at an age I could have said it, initiated it. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I said it, I have two, I, two memorable moments, but it was all while he was sick when we used to call each other and talk on the phone like every day. So, I do have two memorable moments, but I don't know. I just wanted that last time. I just wanted that last time to see it. It was just something I wanted to hold on to, and I didn't get the opportunity, and I, I regret it. I just wish it was something we felt more comfortable saying to each other. Uh, well, he felt more comfortable. I, I, I think, Um, I don't know. I'm pretty sure my brothers feel the same way, though. He, he didn't say it enough, but they're guys. I don't know. I just take this a little harder. But um, it's just like things like that have affected me as an adult now. Cause it, it, it's crazy that it, it happened as a kid, but all this stuff affects me, and I know that's the reason. Like, um, and I did do I never like did research on it until today, honestly. And I um, I want to read this little article article for you guys. Um, so just to have some facts behind my opinions that um, our backgrounds play a big role in that you know it's is is serious it needs to be talked about people need to start healing and parent not people parents need to start healing and um and, and apologizing for the things that they did that took place in your kids life because that stuff affects them as adults um and so the article is from uh the National Child Traumatic Stress Network and um it says let me start it says early trauma in childhood changes the developing brain because an environment characterized by abuse and neglect for example cause different adaptations of brain cause different adaptations of the brain than an environment of safety security and love and the earlier the distress on average the more profound the effects in adulthood Whether the trauma was physical abuse, emotional abuse, such as neglect or verbal abuse, the long-term effects of childhood trauma, especially if left untreated, can wreak havoc in adulthood. The followings are examples of adverse childhood experiences and stressful experiences that can lead to long-term effects in adulthood. Physical abuse, sexual, sexual abuse, emotional abuse, physical neglect, emotional neglect, witnessing domestic violence, substance misuse within the households, mental illness within the household, parental separation or divorce, incarceration of a household member, sudden death in the family, care for someone with chronic or chronic or diabilitating illness. So that's what that says. And on this list, I'm looking at like multiple things that took place in my childhood that have affected me as adulthood. Uh, One is emotional abuse, um, emotional neglect, uh, substance misuse within the household, incarceration of a household member, sudden death in the family, caring for someone with a chronic or debilitating illness, These were all things that took place in my childhood that, yeah. So, um, caring for someone. I had a brother who had a a disability. That was something that took place. Um, He was with us all our life. Um, Sudden death in the family. we I wouldn't say sudden death in the family is one, because it wasn't sudden. My dad had cancer, so... Um, he was battling. I want to say that incarceration. My dad has been in prison. My mom, um, went to jail for went to jail. I mean, she got out, but that happened. That was a time that we remember her calling home, talking about she in jail, you know, because she didn't bought drugs from the wrong fucking person. So that was something that took place. Um, I honestly want to say. Oh, yeah, substance misuse, of course. That was one. Emotional neglect, like I said. Um, These things were taking place, and no one was checking on us, seeing if we were okay. Um, Looking at the things. I mean, our mom is sitting here doing drugs. Um, No one's checking in to make sure the kids are okay. Neglect. Neglect. and definitely emotional abuse. Um, And I wanna say verbal abuse is not on this list, but it should be. We dealt with, I dealt with personally, a lot of verbal abuse from my mom. Um, And that should be on the, the list. But I'm gonna continue on. It says addiction and mental health disorders. Childhood trauma has been strongly linked to depression, substance use disorder, anxiety, eating disorders, and other mental health disorders that are present in adulthood. Individuals who are abused in childhood and who did not seek the proper treatment are more likely to struggle with conflict resolution and have poor stress management skills in adulthood. As a result, they are more likely to use food, drugs, or alcohol as a coping mechanism to deal with underlying internal conflicts and to also deal with any depression or anxiety that may have developed from their past trauma. All right, so right there that sums up my whole freaking life, like that sums up my adulthood pretty much. I deal with all those... I, I deal with a lot of those things. Um, I wouldn't say I have an eating disorder, but there are plenty of times I um, overeat. Sometimes um, that's something that comes with depression. When I'm depressed, sometimes I I feel like I'm overeating. Like, you don't need to even eat that much. Because on a regular, I eat, like, once a day, um, which is dinner. I'll eat dinner. But when I'm really in my, in my moods or whatever, I tend to eat a lot. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, dinner, snacks, all throughout the day type. <laughs> and, um... What else did they say? They said mental health disorder. I have mental health disorders. I deal with anxiety, all of this. So that that basically tells you. And like I said, this was never checked on while I was a child. No one ever asked. No one cared. It was the the straight up neglect from the people around us to the parent to, to to my parents. It was straight up neglect. Like um, there are people ar- around us that knew our mom was on drugs. Um and, and once again, you know, no one really cared to ask. I think people knew how we felt. I mean, not, I wouldn't say they knew how they felt. No, you don't know how you felt unless you're in a household. But they, they had a gist. They had a, you know, you're not no idiot. You can imagine. If I if I don't even want to be here, I'm telling you I don't even want to be here. I'm trying to go to your house every weekend. You you know. um, You know something is up. But it, it's the neglect. When we see things like this, we, we need to intervene. We need to start asking questions. Um, like what's really going on and, 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 and really, I don't know, applying some pressure to these parents. Like you got to do better. You can't, you, you you just can't be, be doing this type of stuff and, and in front of kids. And I remember times I've seen her, um, she used to make these makeshift crop pipes, I'm assuming from a milk carton and aluminum foil. I, I, I won't forget that. I always seen them shits everywhere. Um, sometimes it would be. The inhaler, my brother's had asthma, so the inhaler, you take out that and then you put the little, I guess you put the, the, um, aluminum foil on one end and do they, they mess on that. I, I mean, it was many makeshift sure crap pipes around the crib. I would find them bitches, throw them away, thinking I'm doing something. She just going to make another one. Like, <laughs> I mean, but that stuff affected me. I wouldn't say that I tried to like dwell on it now. But it definitely affected me, I wish I was not this way, I wish I wasn't, I wish I didn't ever not feel not loved, that way I didn't have to go searching for love, like, I don't want my daughter to ever have to feel like that, so we say I love you multiple times a a day, I don't care, like, she's going to know that I love her, she has me, and you you know, I'm there for you every step of the way. No matter what choice you make in life, I'm going to be there for you. And that's... I, I love... Lo- loving... You got to love a person. And it's just like... My mom was a verbal abuser. So, she it was bitches, hoes, this, that, and the third. Every name but a child of God. So, if you're saying that more than I say I love you, what do you think I feel? Right. Okay. So, yeah. That's basically... that. That's, that's just basically how I grew up and it became normal but it's not normal and I know it's not normal so I make every effort that my daughter will never have to experience that so we always say I love you we say it multiple times a day and I think that makes her feel good I know it makes her feel good because she loves saying it too she says it a hundred times a day and, and it's a good feeling to know that you're loved. Like, no one wants to feel not loved. In a world with all these people, you see it on TV, all the love being shown. You don't want to. And that's I think that's another big role. I was cooped up in my room a lot. I stayed in my room a lot, and I watched TV a lot. So I kind of grew up quick from TV because I was watching stuff I had no business watching. Probably, like, um Degrassi. And this is me as a 8-, 9-year-old. Not even a, a teenager. Watching the teenage Shows And so, I'm seeing all of this love being shown. I'm seeing... And, and then it's worse because on TV, you know, it's not even like how it is really in real households. So, now I have this fake fantasy that this is how families are supposed to be. They're supposed to sit at a dinner table and talk. And we didn't have that. Um We didn't have that. So, my mom and dad didn't sit at the dinner table with us and we, we talked and discussed what went on. That didn't happen. So... But do I think it needs to happen a lot more in households? Yes. I think people need to start getting back in touch with talking to their kids. I personally need to do that. I neglect that a lot. A lot of the times, I will make a meal go in her room with her food, and I had to stop doing that. Come on out. We, you know, come on out. We about to eat together, and we just going to talk. We, we Talk, watch TV or whatever. We, we sit in front of the TV and try to eat. Um together, but I try to get her to be, at some point of the day, try to actually talk with your child and ask what's going on. Because even though we're kids, they're kids, look at me, love me. Um, I feel like a kid again, but... (laughs) talking about these experiences but um yeah you got to talk to your kids and figure out what's going on because I remember just school was a battle going to school school was battle of the dressing around here and that was a battle we had to deal with that your parents probably didn't think you had to deal with but I did have to deal with that like it was a stress to be fly like oh my god Is a stressor that we shouldn't even have, but it is a big stressor. No one wants to go to school and be joke. So now I'm forced to feel like I need to get some more money. So that's why I started doing hair, you know, and paying for my own shoes and clothes. I'm talking about Jordans every week. I used to bust heads out and get bread to buy Jordans and all for what? When in in reality, I should have been saving that money. I should have been saving that money. I wish my parents would have been like, give me, some, give me the money and putting it up, you know, so I could have left high school with some bread because I made crazy bread and I was wasteful with it. And I wish my parents would have intervened with that, you know. Like, I really, 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 really felt like Jordans and all of that was, that's everything. That's all you need in life is up here of J's. And it was insane how much bread I spent on Jordans. And how much money I could have had coming out of high school. <laughs> but, you know, that those are all things I feel like we just have to start really focusing on. Like, and, and really getting in tune with the kids and figuring out what's going on. Because I don't want my child, and I know um, you know most parents would not want their child to be growing up feeling this type of way like it's 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 especially when it's not true. I do believe now that my mom <laughs> loves me, but it took a long time to feel you know for me to feel that, and she also started saying it more and stuff like that, and started showing more love than hate um and so uh, you know, I don't regret anything that's happening in my childhood. It, it all has made me who I am. However, I do wish, you know, I wish it would have been a lot easier. I wish um, people would have intervened. The things that happened, happened. I just wish I, we kids and we kind of need a spokesperson. And it's just like when your parent is that spokesperson and they can't even be that spokesperson because they're too doped up to, to really realize what's going on, you don't have a voice at all, and I I didn't have a voice, so I would be cooped up in my room, I would write in books and journals, and I mean, I remember that was my outlet, writing, I would write books, I wrote like two books as a kid, Um, I would have wrote books, and I remember times I had journals, pages full, it would say all types of stuff about how I felt about my mom, the things she was doing. And I remember times they found it, threw it out. I got in trouble for writing, just my, my my feelings, my emotions. That's how I felt. It was personal to me, and I remember that. I'll never forget it hurt, because, like, yo, you, you I can't even, I don't have a voice, and my I feel like my only voice is, is to put it on paper, and you took that from me. It was just, it was sick. I felt like it was sick, like, but for real, like, yeah, it was sick you you come on now, like that was just crazy, so you can't take that away from somebody, but they did, and I got in trouble for writing my my feelings down, like, are you serious? This is how I feel, and I'm in trouble for this, <sighs> yeah, it was some crazy times in that house, but it made me who I was, and I don't regret anything um I just can I'm just trying to work through them now. I hope that. In the black community, in, in every community, honestly, we can just start acknowledging um, our kids' feelings and, and really thinking about the effects. you know? It's parents—I mean, I feel like, okay, my mom did drugs, cool. There's some a child out there who has been molested by her father every day of her life. There's kids out there who have been physically abused, punched in the face by their parents every day. And so there's always someone out there who has it, you know, 10 times worse than I do. So I, I'm not trying to act like my problems are the worst because it's definitely not. It could have been worse. I, I mean, mama, I could have been so I've, I've heard stories of um, parents selling their kids, you know. So I didn't have it that on a scale like that. But nevertheless, mental health plays a big part in us as an adult. And that's what I really uh think we need to focus on is the mental health because I think regardless of those things that took place in in your childhood whether it be sexual abuse physical abuse mental abuse whatever if someone talks to that mental you can overcome it I this this is our head it's our head that is like that needs to be (laughs) talked to you got to talk to a person you have to intervene and you really have to check on people's mental like, like she said, you know, like Maya Angelou said, <laughs> it's how they made you feel. That sticks with you forever. That's in your head forever. How you feel. You know, that's what you. And, and we have to check and intervene on one another, whether it be an adult or a child. We ought to just check on each other and make sure we're all right. It's as simple as that. Are you okay? Me and my friends had to check each other. Like, yo, I'm one of those friends that I may not speak to you in months, but when I do feel like talking to you, I'm going to ask, you know? And it's not because I, I'm not your friend no more or something like that. It's just that I was getting myself together. But I I do I now know i still in the midst of me getting myself together. It's okay to just say, hey, how are you doing today? Are you good? You good? Simple as you're good. And that could be it. We don't even have to discuss the what you're doing today, all of that. Just are you good? So I try. we try to do that with each other. It's just ask each other, are you good? And we do that way more often. Shout out to Shanice and Chicoia. Um Those are my two little friends that we kind of try to check on each other and get our mental health in check. And because we've all been through something in our backgrounds that have caused us to be... You Know a little off as adults, so you just got to check on each other and make sure you're good. So, um, y'all, I think that's all I got for today. I think that's all I got for today. Um, we are going to continue on this issue, it is not over. I'm going to be bringing in another friend to discuss her background because I, I this is just my perspective from a, a drug abuse, a drug abuser's home, I guess. Um, But like I said, there has been sexual abuse in homes. There has been verbal abuse. There have been just straight-up abuse, abandonment issues. Mom just straight left for kids, you know. So all of that type of stuff needs to be talked about. And I want to be the one to talk about it. So I'm going to talk to you guys on Friday at 530. Tune in. Um, Let me know what you guys thought about this episode. Drop some questions, some comments. Um, you can find us on Spotify, Apple, Google, Anchor, all that good stuff. I think it's on all major platforms now. Not really sure. I'm a, um, I am do think it is. It is on all major platforms now. Shout out to that. Um, got a couple of viewers last episode, and that was great. Um, please share if you can. Thank you. And I will talk to you guys on Friday.